1: Chase Thomas Podcast. The Chase Thomas Podcast.
0: Um, <laughs> my <laughs> nephew needs
1: me to record.
0: See, I hate I already hate it. I hate it.
1: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Chase Thomas Podcast. I am the aforementioned Chase Thomas and joining me because it is Monday night on the other line, Jordan Diarman. Jordan, good evening. How are you?
0: It's college football Monday here, so I'm doing pretty good. <sighs> what a weekend. It was big. Do you wanna start start with Auburn losing at Mississippi State or should we wait wait to get to that?
1: I just I don't really have any words for what's going on at Auburn right now. I, I can't it, it's just Malzahn just being like, Yeah, this is unacceptable. I mean, that's great. Like we just don't really have any answers. We gotta get it corrected. Yeah, I, I mean I'm aware. Like the offensive line stuff doesn't really hold up as much anymore. The defense got really tired. Like Nick Fitzgerald is like the all time rusher. A beast, leader,
0: I think. In, in yes, history. he passed. He passed him Tebow this past week with his performance against Auburn.
1: Which I mean, it's just weird that he's not the leader because you know and Nick Fitzgerald is and, like, are we going to remember him seven years? From no. Now?
0: He is no Tim Tebow. No. Like Tim Tebow is even like me being a Georgia fan. It's hard for me to ever say that I like anything Gators related, but Tim Tebow may be one of my favorite all-time athletes. Okay. So it's like hard. It's hard for me to even like put Nick, Nick Fitzgerald in the same category, but he is, I mean, he had 195 rushing yards against Auburn and that was basically half of the entire rushing yards that, Mississippi State had, which uh, was the most that Kevin Steele has ever allowed since his time at Auburn. So I don't know what's up with Kevin Steele. What's up with your guy? He's hmm? fine. It's
1: not. It has nothing to do with Kevin Steele. Like that defense is not the problem. They got worn down. Like when it's kind of like playing Georgia Tech, just a better version. Where if your offense is getting nothing going early on, you're doing three and outs, and I mean the Jarrett's did. Like I almost fell out of my seat and just in horror. At uh, Jarrett Stidham overthrowing uh, Darius Slayton on oh. the trick play, wide yeah. open touchdown. They were they fumbled into the end zone, and that was just a messed up call because he did cross the pylon. Tarvius went.
0: I know, yes, but you can't. No, because you can't. He did not have possession of the ball. He, does, he had possession when the and ball he was th- the white and he was line. throwing he was throwing. It was literally like he was throwing the ball across the line. And if you set that precedent, that's going to continue to happen, and people are going to just. You know, it just you can't allow that to be a touchdown because it it makes all this gray area. Unfortunately, I mean, it was a great effort by him, but it creates a great gray area.
1: It was a microcosm of the season that Auburn's having. Would they had? It, yeah, finally I had a that, run. Yeah. Finally had somebody break through and he and, and into it's the just. End
0: zone. Yeah, I mean, but that wasn't just all that was going wrong. I mean, they had seventy nine yards in the first half and were zero for six on third downs. I mean, that is absolutely unacceptable.
1: It's it's not good and the thing is it feels kind of like the Falcons with the way they are looking at their defense and everything else where it's like we just don't have the bodies or we can't like we don't we don't think this is acceptable and we should be better but we also Well and that's what know yeah that we can't do anything here that this is just how this season's going to go and you know I mean I don't know if firing Chip Lindsay mid-season like Mike Stoops getting fired this weekend
0: Oh yeah um, that's a whole other thing Yeah I just
1: I don't know Really but here's the thing, Jared is. Anything.
0: Well, no, it doesn't, because here's the thing. Jared Sidham is a great quarterback. He's just a wrong fit for the system. I don't think he's a great quarterback. Mo- I think I'm moving I, more, I think, and more away from it. Okay, listen. I'm not saying he's, you know, a Heisman candidate or anything, but he's not. He's. I think he's one of the better quarterbacks, at least in the SEC. What I'm saying is I just don't think that this system is fitting for him or Gus Malzahn. I mean, Malzahn wants a running type of quarterback and Jared Stidham is a passer, you know, and so that's just I mean, we talked about it. I know last week, like, when do you bend a little bit to make your system fit your court qu- or the quarterback fit your system or vice versa? You know who bends?
1: Well, I think if I had to guess, they're going to bend towards Stidham throwing 55 times a game going forward. <laughs>
0: Or does Malik Willis come in? You know, do no, you look forward to the, the future? I don't know if that it doesn't. Is, no, and I don't. Think you could potentially lose. Anyway. No, I I don't either. But it's I just feel like there's no forward motion of this team.
1: No, and that's uh, you could take that literally as well because forward <laughs> progress for this offense is not not an easy task at this point.
0: No, and Cam I Martin's mean this really is he's,
1: he's, he's driving me nuts. I'm so out on him. He's like the Lamar Miller of college football for me, where he would drive you insane every single week where you're like, he should be speedy. He should be like Darren Sproles. He should be like averaging eight yards a carry, but he's averaging like two yards a carry and he's just, he's just not. Well, good. the
0: first question is why would you have Lamar Miller on your fantasy team?
1: Because you always love the idea of Lamar Miller. Like I've always I loved the idea of Lamar Miller. He's a good theoretical guy. Where you're like, in today's NFL, today's passing attack, where a running back needs to be able to catch the ball in the backfield, he should be able to slip out of there, take advantage of checkdowns, that kind of stuff. Should. He should, he just never he never does. plays either. He never Alpha does. Blue is the starting running back in Houston, and I feel like it's he has crazy. been there for at least 13
0: years. He almost has. And you would think if they had any other running back, they probably would be a lot better than they are. I mean, they got a big win last night, but...
1: yeah. So I'm glad that you started with Auburn here because I was having a pretty Got solid Monday. And I I yeah. really appreciate you making sure that we start this <laughs> podcast on a very somber
0: Well, note. we need to just, you know, make it clear that um, Auburn cannot fire Gus Malzahn because they will be broke if that happens. So I just wanted to like reiterate that before we move on to, you know, the next topic of conversation. Like it can't happen. Gus Malzahn is there until 2020 probably. <laughs>
1: I don't think I'm so I'm still I'm not sure how to go about this yet because I haven't made up my mind on whether or not Gus Malzahn is the right guy going forward. I will say Chip Lindsey, um, I hope you didn't buy an Auburn because, you know, uh, if there's gonna be a <laughs> your guy, times could be, it's not Kevin. Steele, yeah. And I think well, and exactly a little bit more security. I, I think Chip Lindsey is the fall guy here.
0: Somebody has to be. Yeah. I mean, some, something's got to change. You just lost to Mississippi State. You know be great. And, and, what?
1: what? Um, Nick Fitzgerald not getting into the end zone and then them saying that he got into the end zone to close the half. Things like that not happening would be great.
0: Uh, you need to stop because for the past decade, all calls have gone towards the Auburn sideline. So Auburn fans just need to be happy that they got nine points out of the win because that was surprising in itself.
1: I think this is like, it's like the treadmill of mediocrity where like, if you're an NBA fan of a team that's like a nine seed in the East, I think this is what it feels like where you're just, you know, you're not bad. You've got a good defense. There are things to like, you know, that you're going to be in every game. You have guys that know how to play your coach. Like the Hawks, terrible. Hawks
0: franchise.
1: Right. And... <laughs> It's not fun. I'd rather this team just turn into a dumpster fire. I'd rather just
0: implode. The offense is imploding. Like, I don't know how.
1: It's like, stagnant. It's just, they're not turning it over. They're not doing crazy stuff to just, like. I mean, it's
0: painful to watch. It really is painful to watch. Oh, it is. Auburn football is not
1: fun to watch. No, it's definitely not (laughs) fun to watch. I would agree.
0: Um, I did see on Twitter that Stidham's fiance, Mm -hmm. uh, retweeted somebody that said, uh, dumbest coach in college football. She recently retweeted that and the guy deleted his Twitter. So it's not up there anymore, but also not a great move on that on her part. Um, just something I saw on Twitter, uh, that made me just raise my eyebrows.
1: Well, you know, when he transfers as a grad transfer to USF and has a Blake Barnett type season and goes like 12-0 at USF next year, I think he'll be pretty happy in the uh, Charlie Strong offense in Tampa, right?
0: Absolutely. I I mean, Blake Barnett's a great quarterback and the fact that Charlie Strong is so much better than UCF. I mean, no, no shots to UCF, but Charlie Strong should have never been fired from Texas, even though Texas, you know, we... We haven't talked about it yet, but Texas obviously got a big win, but I think Charlie Strong, you know, was rushed out a little early, but big, big things he's doing down there at USF.
1: You know what? I'm glad that Herman has Texas maybe back. And you know what? Charlie Strong is finding success at USF. It's good. I'm okay with both things being true right now.
0: Do you think Charlie Strong is happy that Texas has found their success? No. I wouldn't think so either.
1: I think that's going to be one of those things where if he ever writes a book, it's going to be a pretty negative portion of the book.
0: I would imagine so. But like you said, he's doing pretty good down there. He's got himself a guy under center. So it's just the fact that you're not at a big school, which I think Charlie Strong deserves to be. Maybe Louisville. (laughs) Maybe Arkansas. I I don't know. I don't know. maybe Chad Morris stays, though, and who knows? Maybe Kelly Bryant comes. I mean, Chad Morris was the offensive coordinator at Clemson when he recruited uh, Kelly Bryant. And Kelly Bryant had suffered from Crohn's disease and was in the hospital from an abscess in his junior year. and Chad Morris stayed true to his word to Kelly Bryant. And so maybe maybe he ends up getting Kelly Bryant. And Arkansas turns around. Maybe. There you go,
1: because you know what? <laughs> uh, story time in uh, Little Rock not working
0: it's it's not working at all
1: no um I actually you know I've I am very familiar with abscesses Jordan
0: you are yeah I've had two Auburn
1: football on my throat um really seriously it's uh, look I am not the world's toughest person that might be the understatement of the of the year but um that was pretty painful I don't know if you've ever had an abscess on your throat, on your tonsils. I
0: don't know. I've had, I mean, I had my tonsils removed in kindergarten and really? once I had them removed. And, still yeah. And I never, yeah, I had, I never had strep throat after that. And then I had a, uh, I had like thyroid tumor. So I had my thyroid removed. Okay. But I don't know if that's an abscess. I mean, it's a tumor, but is that an abscess?
1: I don't think they're the same thing. But now I just oh, feel okay. bad for bringing up my abscess when you had uh, a tumor removed in your thyroid that I did not know Hey, about.
0: no, this is life. This is life. Okay. We all got stuff going on, you know? And that's the thing about life. You never know what somebody's going through. Right. So you should always just approach somebody with a smile. But that's a side note. Oh,
1: that's <laughs> Chip Lindsay.
0: Unless I, I it's to hey, I'm rooting for his job to stay. I need Chip Lindsey to stay wow. at least so he until the QB
1: coach at uh, UGA next year.
0: <laughs> he is not going to become the QB coach. He is not touching anything Who over at the Georgia. QB
1: coach at Georgia right now. Uh,
0: somebody that's doing great things. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um so you have auburn as your first that just happened so i appreciate yeah.
0: i just had to start off the podcast on a happy note Thank so you.
1: that was that was great jordan i really appreciate yeah. it um i'm gonna throw a curveball
0: here oh where are we going
1: is iowa state the best two and three team in college football
0: i think that they are and that was a game that i'm looking towards next week when we talk about our week's picks I think Iowa State could play a little bit of an upset, maybe. So I'm all Iowa State. I like Iowa State.
1: They played another true freshman this week. Our man Zeb was an under center this week. Kyle Kemp did Um, just out of commission at this point. And, uh, you know, it just was fine. They just went into Stillwater and beat Oklahoma State.
0: Yeah, you know, no big feat. Uh, Just Oklahoma State and... uh, you know, no problem there. I, I really like Iowa State. They always play. It's sort of like Iowa. They always play everybody tough, no matter who it is. It doesn't matter if they have a number in front of their name, um, where, where they're ranked. They bring you a good football game every time. I would they agree. sometimes like to play to their opponent's level, but mm-hmm. that's a, that's a different story. But I, mean, um, thing, I like Iowa State. In
1: the Oklahoma game, like I think they're just going to always be a thorn. In Oklahoma side, I think that's how college football works now is Iowa State, the Cyclones. They're just there.
0: Yeah. I mean, it was sort of like, you know, South Carolina when Spurrier was at South Carolina for Georgia. I mean, they were always at Thornton this their side, no matter if they were ranked or not. They were probably going to win that football game.
1: <laughs> Can we talk about why there's a bird in the Cyclone logo?
0: Yeah, I I was wondering that because you would think it would be like a cyclone or something. It is a cyclone, but, but, but a bird this and a is cyclone. also coming from somebody that you know roots for Auburn and they have War Eagle and they're the Tigers. So the problem there. <laughs> I mean, it's it could be probably asked both ways. You know
1: why? There's nothing more dominant and just majestic than a War Eagle, and there's nothing. More intimidating in college football than just a just a basic tiger.
0: There's no, I mean I'm not hating on the tigers. I love the tigers. I'm just saying if they have a bird on their helmet and you have a bird flying in the sky and you call yourself the tigers, then it's just a little confusing. You know, I just don't get it. As someone
1: who just was oh mascot about their side real... oh, side the cardinal
0: side the cardinal is their mascot. That's why.
1: Okay, got it.
0: But but once again goes back to i'm just confused i still have i've just never understood but understood that's a whole different
1: the, the whole auburn thing the war eagles
0: yeah thing. and it's nothing like i'm hating on it i just don't get it i don't know i just think it's one of those things
1: where it's like there's a lot of tigers in uh in sports a lot of tiger mascots and the way to differentiate yourself you know what? just throw an eagle in the mix Okay,
0: I, I respect that because yeah
1: right As yeah someone I, who I respect that just Was went after me last week on the podcast, Jordan, for your America love. Um, I love America, kind of go in at Auburn for adding an eagle, America's bird. (laughs) Little hypocritical.
0: I am not, I am not getting mad. I just said I didn't understand. Like, are you the eagles or are you the tigers?
1: Why not both?
0: I mean, I guess sure, we can be, yeah, sure, Mm -hmm. absolutely.
1: Auburn, whatever makes bad.
0: Nothing good and bad yeah um i okay that's a very good segue i like that I'm very <laughs> all right so we have
1: next where are we going next
0: well weren't we going to your your no, games? Did, did we not. mention i did
1: iowa state that was my thing okay so the best oh. two three team because their wins are all impressive and i feel like they lose games they shouldn't and we touched on that where they like play down their competition they lose stupid games right. And then they almost beat Oklahoma again. They beat Oklahoma State. Um, It's just a really, I don't know. I'm impressed with Matt Campbell, future head coach of Auburn University,
0: Matt Campbell. (laughs) You just nominate everybody, somebody different (laughs) every week. All right, so I'm going to go on. The biggest game, one of the biggest college football games so far this year, Texas beating Oklahoma in the Red River Showdown. Mm -hmm. I was on the edge of my seat. I absolutely loved every moment of it. Dicker the kicker is my man, the freshman the kicker. Smile?
1: Was that when you were sold where he had a smirk?
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. See, everything about it, it just was, it was just epic. Him coming out there, his teammates, you know, looking at him, him looking at his coaches, then pumping him up. And I mean, he's a freshman kicker. That's a huge, granted, he came from a, a really big high school, a really talented football school. So he's he's used to kicking in big games. But being a freshman kicker, going out there, Uh, I mean, it was impressive. And I I still want to slow my roll on Texas. I mean, Texas is back. I I do believe that they're a top 15 team for sure. I think I have them at 11. But the last two games that they lost to Oklahoma too was just by five points apiece. So I mean this series is always a close one, no matter if one team has two wins or if the other team's undefeated. So um, it's always going to be a close game, but it led to Mike Soup's being fired.
1: <laughs> we shouldn't have been surprised and this was something where like when I did some more digging on this it was like, oh obviously this was gonna happen because the guy who was the who has been promoted to interim DC is the man who is the head coach at Eastern yeah, Carolina. At Eastern
0: Carolina, Ruffin McNeil.
1: That hired Lincoln Riley is his OC Yeah, that jump-started Lincoln Riley as the uh, the best young offensive mind in college football. So it all makes right. sense now.
0: Yeah. Well, it's just a little, it's just, I mean, Mike Stoops should have been fired because this is the stat that when I saw it, I wrote beside it, like, what the hell? Opp- like opponents in the red zone have scored on 100% of the possessions mm-hmm. for Oklahoma. That is like I mean, it's absolutely unacceptable. I mean, that's obviously the worst thing that could ever happen. Like, that's the worst stat ever. Mm -hmm. Um, I just was so surprised in that. I mean, I knew that, you know, even last year, Oklahoma's defense, it was, I mean, shaky. I mean, the Rose Bowl, it was a high-scoring game, you know? And this year, that's been a main question of mine, and I didn't realize it was that bad.
1: Well, to be fair, as we all know, anyone who follows college football knows that Army is not to be messed with. (laughs) true so you know going to ot with army it's it's more than fair at home it's fine
0: the defense well, is it, fine it is it's fine because nobody's going to be preparing for a triple option right. you know as much as somebody that's going to play him like week to week you know so it's not it's not a huge a huge issue, but I just, I was shocked by that. But a big game from Sam Ellinger. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had five end zones. He w- reached the end zone five times. And Lil Jordan Humphrey, have to mention him too. Right. Lil Jordan. Is he the new Jordan Shipley? <laughs> I don't know. His name's Lil Jordan, so maybe so. Speaking
1: of, did you remember um that Jordan Shipley and Colt McCoy used to live together in college?
0: No. Yeah.
1: They were best friends really? and they roomed together.
0: That's like epic college football right there. When I think of college football back in the day, I think of Colt McCoy.
1: Yeah, or Garrett Gilbert being really bad in the national title game against Alabama. I remember that very clearly.
0: I also remember very clearly LSU being very bad in a title game against Alabama.
1: Which time? <laughs> oh, I, <just> meant <laughs> I think like that would LSU be 2012. Would be title games, yeah. In general, yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, that's 2012, yeah.
1: Or just LSU being bad in any big game. Um, but we'll, <laughs> oh, get, there. we'll yeah. get there. Yeah. We'll- um, I will say about Texas OU, and then we'll move on. I uh, <laughs> I was watching that game at a bar, and I said to somebody, it was they were up twenty one at this point, and I said to somebody who was like, "Oh, Texas is finally back. They've done it." I looked at them without hesitation and said, "There is zero chance they hold this twenty one point lead." And they didn't. No. And no. I mean, like more props to Kyler Murray though. That run. Is what I'll remember about that game because the way yeah. he just turned on the Jets on the left side—it like just—it's <laughs> just—it doesn't look fair. It's just—it looked like a video game where you just—it was a joystick, speed. yeah. Like it's not, yeah. fair.
0: No, he looks like a video game character out there. I feel bad for him in a way because the loss, as much as it was, OU getting back into the game, the loss was as, just as much on his shoulders because that. You know, he the fumble in the backfield in the third quarter was obviously clearly like a turning point in the game too. And then the first quarter interception was really big. Those are mistakes that Kyler Murray does not usually make. But um, you know, the loss really hit him hard. Sam Ellinger went up to him after the game, and Kyler Murray refused to speak to him.
1: Oh, I didn't. Which notice. I thought
0: was yeah. So I and Sam Ellinger after the game said, you know, I just wanted to go up to him and tell him he was a tremendous player. You know, great game, and um, you know. Kyler Murray, like I said, he's never lost. Like he was 43-0 and or 42-0 and in high school, three state championships. The last time he lost in college was 2015 against Auburn when he was a quarterback at Texas A&M. Hmm. So I get it. He's not a very good loser. But like the classy thing, even Jared Stenum went up to Nick, Nick Fitzgerald and said, good game, congrats, man. You know, and that's a hard thing to do. You're a competitor, but come on, Kyler, you know. Just rubbed me a little the wrong way, you know.
1: Okay, I'm okay with. Do you it. think his
0: Do you think his Heisman chances went down with that game or went up? Because you could really go either way.
1: I don't think they're going back to back OU quarterbacks for Heisman anyway. So right, um, has that ever happened? Have there ever been two quarterbacks going back to back?
0: I mean, it could po- It. Could, I don't know if it's happened, but it could possibly happen because Kyler is coming off a seven touchdown game, which tied or either broke Baker Mayfield's single game record. So when we look at like Heisman quarterbacks, I mean, they are very similar in stature, mm-hmm. statistics, everything. But two is close to perfect. So.
1: Two has just not been tested. Like they're not playing in any close. He hasn't, games. He hasn't even thrown. Game. That's all I want to he see. He hasn't even
0: thrown a fourth quarter pass.
1: I just I want to see something. Like I, it's still baffling and kind of ridiculous that every stat line when you go through the box score and you go through because I I will not watch a second of Alabama football. Until it's boring. They start playing until LSU. Basically, that's when I'll. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's their next big game, um, and this is a way of. Briefly talking about something that I want to talk about, where I, you're not going to believe this, Jordan. All my Georgia fan listeners are going to appreciate this. I feel really bad for Georgia this year.
0: I feel really bad. If I, Please elaborate. So
1: I have a bold, controversial take here, Jordan.
0: I'm about to pour hot water all over it and watch it melt to the ground.
1: I think we need to remove conference championship games. Remove them all because there is going to okay be a point that. at the end of this year where Georgia and Alabama are going to play in the title game in the SEC, and they're going to cannibalize each other. One will go down, and one will miss the playoff. There is no, no question because that here's the these thing: these four teams no. are two of the four best teams in the country, and they will be right. come December. One will yeah. be left out. And I just think it's Georgia. So I just feel bad. It's
0: not going to be left out. No, because you have to look at it. And they've said it over and over again. The college football playoff committee looks at the best teams. Strength of schedule. You know, well, uh, the way the games have played <laughs> out. Well, um, Definitely not for Bama, but just the way that they obliterate people. I mean, we already know that the style, the stature of the Alabama team, they're a step above everybody else. But like when it comes, like the three top teams are Georgia, Ohio State, and Bama. Mm -hmm. Now I was, I was
1: no respect for my fans. None at all. No,
0: no. Here's the thing. I had them at my number four over Clemson. Okay. It's just so wishy-washy for me when it comes to three and four, because there's so many questions with both teams like Clemson. Yeah. They had a 63 to three win over wake forest, but Holy shit. Did wake forest just beat themselves up? And also, I mean, I just am not overly impressed with with the way that Clemson's going. But Notre Dame is, this they're stepping in the right dire- direction. I like Ian Book. He's continuing to put up really impressive numbers. And that was a big test against Syracuse. But I just think that the three top teams are right now solidified. And it shouldn't matter which conference. To what you were saying, conference titled, or conference titles, conference championships, I'm okay with getting rid of it. Because I would rather have really competitive games cross, you know, Cross division, cross um, conferences than, you know, playing Vanderbilt every year. There's so, a I mean, I know where that
1: West Virginia beats Oklahoma, runs the table, and then has to play Oklahoma again in the Big 12 title game.
0: Well, I mean, that was sort of like the SEC last year. Right.
1: And then, I mean, that's the only reason Bama got in. That's why I don't think they're getting too. It's wrong. It's not like, fair loses because. The game is not getting in. I will go ahead and say that right now. Whoever loses see, I can't. Georgia and Bama because is the not other... getting in.
0: I and here's the thing with Notre Dame though. For Notre Dame, it sucks for them because this was their last big test. I mean, they don't. Their schedule is w- not very good, and people want I mean, to <laughs> try to forget is better
1: than every other top five team by far. Here's
0: my thing: Georgia just obliterated Vanderbilt, right. and Notre Dame almost lost to Vanderbilt. Mm-hmm. That is what it's just like. And I know we can't sit here and compare and contrast games because that's not right either. But like when we talk about the way the that Ohio State Georgia and Bama are beating their opponents. Georgia, like I know that it's been, it's been, I'm a Georgia fan and I, it's hard for me to watch sometimes how sloppy of a play or how the offense isn't clicking right. But there's, I think that's a team that's going to get better as they go on. It's, it's continuously going to get better. And that's what you saw, um, I think this week. Uh, But I mean, UGA beat Vandy 41-13. Notre Dame beat Vandy, what? 22-17, 22-19, something close to that. Um, and Clemson is just—I just Trevor Lawrence is a great quarterback. He when he throws the ball, it's laser That's lasers. I'm worried about Clemson, but like
1: we saw when he's healthy, and like that trio of running backs, we haven't seen that kind of dominance in the backfield for Clemson since like CJ Spiller. I think Clemson's yeah. actually better, and I think they're going to be fine. It's just I think we have but five they're one but they're one injury
0: qualified. away. They're one injury away from being not the same team.
1: I mean, if Trevor Lawrence is healthy, they're one of the four best teams in college football.
0: Okay. And if you look at that, then I guess, yeah, that has to be it. But it, you know, I, I just... think Notre
1: Dame is in the top four. I think they're on the edge and I think yeah. they're still going to get in, but I think people are going to overreact because Ian Buck is going to get um, lit up by either Clemson or Ohio State or Alabama or whoever he plays in that playoff right. game. And people are going to overreact and be like, see, this is why Notre Dame shouldn't be allowed in the playoff and all this other stuff because... You know, I mean, they have gotten really lucky in a lot of situations. They've gotten teams like this is a down FSU year. They get to play FSU this year. They have a Miami team that just changed quarterbacks and they're not as good as they were a year ago. Like, they have Navy's bad and they have Navy in this game. Like, USC, down year for them. Like, it's Stanford didn't have Bryce Love and he's banged up. Like, there's all these different variables that have. Yeah. But that's part of sports is that sometimes you have to be both good and lucky like that's what gets you into the conversation like you have to have that year where like well that was georgia last right. year
0: right yeah I mean, like you georgia need at they notre dame yeah. yeah absolutely Which is absolutely so not they did
1: hit notre dame for any of that so i just no. feel bad for what's coming for them because i want the notre dame fans to enjoy the next two months because it's gonna be great like they're probably gonna finish the season 12 and 0 and then you know what they're probably gonna get smacked by like clemson or ohio state And that's okay because they still will be one of the five or six best teams in the country. Brian Kelly will have proved his value and this team had a great season just because they had the balls to change from Brandon Wimbush to Ian Book midseason. Like, I just think there's so many positives to take away that I, I also don't think you can overreact to them not winning the title game and having to lose pretty badly in whoever they play because they're just not... Alabama and they're not Georgia and they're not no Georgia, and that's close. the problem it's that's like the they're really ha- really close right
0: no no they are and I think that they're one of the teams still trending upward I mean I'm a big Notre Dame fan I really like Dexter Williams their running back he had a huge game against Virginia Tech I think he had um I I, I don't know he had that 98 yard touchdown run in He's the game right. that just like literally opened my eyes but um you just gotta you gotta really sit down and think can this team or any team that you're talking about being in the top four, you have to think remove conferences like what you said? You know, you gotta look at the team as it is. Can this team compete with Bama? Can this team, well, most of the time that's no. Can this team compete with Ohio State? Can this team compete with UGA? And you'll usually find somebody that's fitting to have that fourth and final spot. I just think right now it's between Notre Dame and Clemson. And I think Clemson's one hit away from being knocked out of the college football playoff because they could potentially lose their quarterback, is which I know way, you shouldn't play that. But
1: is there any way? Like, I guess West Virginia is the best wild card here because they are undefeated. But
0: Will Green, Ooh, uh, really three, weird game from him? Three red zone interceptions, not acceptable. No, against Kansas,
1: who's trending? Which up.
0: Kansas? Kansas is the best. Yeah, no, they're they're the best Kansas team in like a decade. So,
1: and that Kansas team was uh, number two in the nation at one point.
0: Well. Kansas you're rocking it. Keep on going guys.
1: Markman Gino who?
0: <laughs> oh, it was uh yeah, but seriously, Will, Will Greer, um not a very good I f- I felt like he heard his Heisman chances in this game more than anything.
1: Has there been a Heisman winner from West Virginia? I feel like that's a no.
0: I feel like that's a strong no. Okay. Cuz Pat White was cool. Gino
1: Smith, really good for a while.
0: Oh, yeah, I know that guy. I know that guy. Mhm. They've had some dudes, yeah.
1: but uh, I don't think anyone's ever actually won. Mark Bulger, go back to the late 90s.
0: Mm, never heard of him, but I, I'm sure he's really good. I well, we didn't hear from him
1: because the uh, the St. Louis Rams drafted him and had one of the worst offensive lines in of football. So he went the way of uh, David Carr, where young quarterback Ooh. placed in front of a yeah. bad offensive line, loses all confidence, ha- sees ghosts. Uh, when
0: Sort of they're... like Mariota right now. Uh, What's going to happen to yeah, Mariota? A little bit. A little bit. Yeah.
1: That was an easy call, by the way. I was so in my picks this past week; like, there was no doubt in my mind. Buffalo was beating the Titans at home. Well,
0: After I I might have the put money on the, Titans. And the
1: Bills. Like, Josh Allen had one of the worst quarterback weeks I've ever seen. Like, Cian Fahey, uh, formerly of ESPN, had this like thread on every Josh Allen throw from the week against the Packers. It's Stop. unbelievable.
0: You need to send that. You need, you need
1: to tweet that out. It's unbelievable. He is like the. He is definitely like white Cam in a lot of ways, but I don't think Cam is even, was ever this inaccurate all the time. Oh. He's just a roller coaster. He's, it's, but you
0: gotta admit, he's, he's playing like what? Josh Allen's story is the craziest story of them all. Like he net, he didn't get one offer out of high school, uh-huh. ended up at a Juco college, didn't get one offer besides Wyoming out of Juco, and ended up at Wyoming. And now he's in the NFL. He's still learning. <laughs>
1: I just think it's weird that we're going to have Josh Allen be an NFL quarterback for like 10 years and Colt uh, I know. Cole McDonald's going to get zero starts.
0: No, that is not true. Cole McDonald still has an opportunity. He has better stats right now besides the two interceptions to Tua's zero than Tua. I think he's so, number
1: two in uh, passing yards and he didn't even play this week.
0: He didn't play, which we'll get to that because that might be the Jordan gym of the week.
1: Oh, him just not playing at your gym. And still find nope. a way to win? Nope. Shout out to Hawaii. Nope. Where did it go, Jordan? I like it. Where I know. I, I know. There? I
0: hate it. I know. I hate having to admit that this was my gym, but, okay. you know. Let's just go there,
1: because I ha- unless had, unless you had another, there? that just happens because you've used up, so I had, should Chip Lindsay be fired? Because I've been thinking
0: about that for the last, like, four
1: <laughs> But hours. we talked about <laughs> yeah, we that. we talked about that. And then.
0: Um... <laughs> yeah, we pretty much talked about everything that was important. But we
1: did. I think there was no yeah. good games. Did we miss uh, anything that we should touch on? Oh, should we
0: give a shout out to people from UCF because they're like undefeated for, you know, 18 mm-hmm. games? So, right. with wins over this season, Connecticut, South Carolina State, FAU, uh, Pitt, and SMU. So,
1: what happens first? Scott Frost yeah. gets his first win at Nebraska or UCF loses their first game post Scott Frost?
0: Uh, oh, uh, you see well no no scott what happens first i have to think about this
1: nebraska's schedule not great for them they're probably going 1-11
0: they're gonna go no i don't know will they win another game?
1: game canceled they had their akron game canceled
0: yeah which will they win another game
1: i think so i think they're beating like i forgot maybe northwestern that feels like a win
0: no, Northwestern just beat Michigan State. What are you talking about? Northwestern, have, did you see Clayton Thorson throw the ball this past week? It was on point. He won the game solely for Northwestern and Pat Fitzgerald. Great win. Great win.
1: I know. Okay, so they have Northwestern this week, who, by the way, that's what they do, Jordan. Pat Fitzgerald's group, they lose awful games that they should not lose, <laughs> and then they win games they should not win, like on the road at Michigan State. So, they get Northwestern at Minnesota and Bethune-Cookman in a three-week stretch before Ohio State, Michigan State, and Illinois. They're winning one of those th- next three.
0: Okay, yeah. No, they're going to definitely win Bethune-Cookman. I can't tell you that they're going to win the other two.
1: It was nice to have Adrian Martinez back. I like him a lot.
0: No. <laughs> Not, a big...
1: <laughs> Not a big red fan, uh, Jordan No. Norman, no. no. Okay, let's get to Jordan's gym. Who is your gym this week?
0: Um, well, it's actually just the Hawaii football program as a whole. The fact that um, you know Cole McDonald actually did not play against Wyoming yet they got the win. Rainbow Warriors on top. Um, you've created a monster out of me, Chase. Um, but just a big shout out to their program because they got a little tricky before the game. They did not want Wyoming to know that Cole McDonald was out of the game, so they sent a backup. During practice, during warmups in his jersey. That's the amazing. only, yeah, the only minor like detail of that though is uh, the guy they sent out there did not have blonde dreadlocks. So it's sort of a giveaway, but right. I like the effort. Are
1: we sure that uh, Mr. Bull, the coach of Wyoming, has any idea what kind of hair situation that uh, Cole McDonald's rocking these days?
0: Uh, possibly not, but it stands out a little bit. Um, just due to like location of where you are, you know, I feel like you don't typically see like a white guy with dreads playing quarterback, but you know, whatever, you know, uh, if you don't pay attention, that's okay. But I think it got, you know, some media members tipped off, but didn't look like Wyoming was catching on any because they lost the game.
1: You had a Zimmerman in uh high school at view, right? You had I did. Yeah. Okay. That's who Craig Boll is at uh wyoming i feel like he has just like 1976 wyoming football scouting videos on vhs just all up in the attic like coach z did all the videos just recorded everything like he has and
0: recorded. just watched it on a friday night yeah, like i think that's his life
1: dial up while eating net, peanuts no cell phone really hard <laughs> to get in touch with i think uh mr bull
0: i could see that if you could I totally to explain could see that.
1: cole mcdonald and his hair and his life I don't think uh, Bull would have any idea what to do with any of it.
0: Probably not.
1: He would be baffled.
0: But Cole McDonald, our guy. Oh, also, Chase, I wanted to just pass this along. You know, we want Hawaii players, especially your bro, Cole McDonald, to know how much love he's getting all the way on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. So. J R Hensley, H E N S L E Y 17. J.R. Hensley seventeen on Twitter. Um, he's the lone returning starter on offensive line for the Rainbow Warriors. So I just thought I'd share that with you. Maybe you could tell him about the podcast, say how much we love the Rainbow Warriors, and uh share your bro love.
1: I I'm I'm gonna do what I can. And John Ursua, one of the best uh it, oh, slot wide receivers in college
0: football. Well, See, shout shout out, but you got to reach out. Shout out to reach out, Chase. There
1: you go. All about the branding. Speaking of branding, <laughs> Chase's contrarian choice this week.
0: Oh, I'm excited.
1: Daryl Henderson. Do you know about Daryl Henderson? Nope. He is the running back at the Memphis Tigers. Daryl Henderson is averaging, let me check my notes here, 11.8 yards per carry this season.
0: Per carry? Per carry. That's a first down every time he touches the ball.
1: Not just a first down, Jordan. A first down and more. Almost 12 yards every carry. This is not some guy who is carrying the ball eight times a game. No. Daryl Henderson is carrying the ball 20 plus times a game. It doesn't 20 matter. plus? He's insane. This past What? Week, his numbers... I, look it up, Jordan. You can fact check it live on this podcast. I am. Daryl Henderson... Watched every run this season for him over the weekend. He's baffling. He's like D'Angelo Williams circa 2003. Yeah. Maybe better, maybe more intriguing. Nobody knows who this is. And he's going to get drafted like 17th overall.
0: Damn. He already has 934 rushing yards on the year.
1: Can you imagine if he and Cole McDonald got to play on the same team?
0: Oh, I would love it. I would love it. I drool. And now you've got me all on this Daryl Henderson train. I like him.
1: It's Jordan. I highly encourage you to go on a YouTube rabbit hole. Of I am. Henderson I'm,
0: Hots. I am now watching a YouTube highlight reel of Daryl Henderson. So don't you worry. Not right We're doing now. a live. That's interview. not professional. I know.
1: You're, the, well, you gotta, I, you've got my, right.
0: you've got my intrigue. Like I'm like high, like interested in this right now, you know? I like this guy. I just am okay. So I'm just looking at his st- statistics in front of me, and he had a close to 1,100 yards last season, and that's why I say 934 yards already. He might like break he's like going. 3, I feel like D'Angelo Williams yeah. ran
1: for 2,000 one one season at Memphis. I want to say he did.
0: Memphis always finds these players that just. It makes you uh, like, Anthony Miller, how Vanderbilt, Anthony Miller. Or
1: Tennessee not get this person. How is right this thing?
0: exactly? Well, Brittany it's sort of White like Patrick of this
1: year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. The last quarterback transferred from Tennessee. I think Riley Ferguson was a Tennessee guy and then left and became. He was. He did. Yeah. Yeah. And then Paxton Lynch I remember that before him. I mean, not uh, Paxton NFL Lynch. Paxton Lynch, but uh, college Paxton Lynch was pretty good. Memphis is just he like was a pretty good. goldmine of NFL guys. Super No,
0: they find yeah. guys and they, they turn them out. That's for sure. I mean, Anthony Miller, I'm pretty sure is from Memphis. Right yeah
1: i mean it's uh um, an offensive juggernaut with uh is it uh mr norble who is the coach there i believe mike norble
0: yeah so he replaced justin fuente mm-hmm. and you like that replacement he's been i mean he's, he's four good, and two yeah. this year right yeah, yeah i like
1: him. and i like him memphis this week, as a program though, uh, i will be watching and keeping an eye on which that we will talk about in now
0: yeah. okay well tease
1: hmm, okay there you go um So there's a story that I want to quickly touch on, Jordan. It's actually more of a stat. So I did a deep dive because I saw this thing about UConn football. And I've been very fascinated by the Randy Edsel return in UConn. Just a very uninspiring thing. They took away Rhett Lashley from Auburn to uh, bring him in when he first took the job back. You don't see many guys who spend like 15 years at a school, leave, get fired from another school, and then come back to save the program. Except
0: Bobby Petrino. Right it's just except minus save the program exactly (laughs) a little bit worse
1: um randy edsel not really working out they are uh let me check my notes one in five right now jordan they are surrendering 53.9 points per game
0: 53.9 yes wait that's an average that is an average that's not good. No. I don't know. I'm not really good at math, but I'm pretty sure that's
1: not good. Can you imagine being the quarterback at UConn, where you're like going into every game, you're like, okay, let me do the math. Okay, so I have to throw twelve touch touchdowns <laughs> and then run for two, just for us to cover.
0: <laughs> I mean, that sounds terrible. How? Hey, and, and they haven't fired anybody.
1: Um. They have not, I don't believe so. Bill Crocker. Well, I, you know what I think it is, Jordan? A crock of shit that he has not been fired.
0: Well, it it is a crock of shit, that's for sure, because sixty points basically a game you're giving up isn't I mean Mike Stoops wasn't in that much of a hole. No. And he lost his job. You're Yukon, buddy. You could probably hire like a high school coach and you'd be better off.
1: I've always said they were never gonna recover from the Bob Diaco departure at UConn. always said it, Jordan.
0: Well, you said it first they still haven't that's for sure that everybody just enjoys beating up on them now
1: yeah sad days UConn just it's just I, Kevin Ollie not working out at UConn after winning a national title and then that getting really ugly and UConn football just being what it is right now not great days for UConn outside of mm, the women's basketball no. program that remains well, they, an insane juggernaut but yeah
0: yeah but they lost the other year to South Carolina and did they win this past year, or did they, they won lose? Like
1: a thousand games in like the last three years, Jordan.
0: <laughs> I know, but South Carolina came in and ruined all their hopes and dreams. SEC, crazy, SEC.
1: Was it Notre Dame who had the? Um... Yes, because
0: she was on Dancing with the Stars. Okay, the girl, that, you the girl with that the girl that I absolutely do not, but oh, okay. I do know that she was on Dancing with the Stars. What she I sure watch are you World most of Dance.
1: Embarrassed about watching consistently,
0: I have multiple shows. I have very cavalary. That's world of dance Jay
1: cutler deserves all I know. The love and admiration well, that he gets. Yeah.
0: the boyfriend of mine makes me feel bad about watching it but i think it's like the most manly woman show you could ever watch
1: which is what very cavalier
0: yeah hmm.
1: very uh that's it's a tough the one. most manly that it's is for me oh gilmore girls for sure never mind
0: Gil- gilmore girls i mean i can't hate on that it's a great show i, I mean yeah it's Gilmore a good Girls show.
1: Is a great show. Are you not a Gilmore I'm girl? Of, I'm a Gilmore. I'm more guy of like an OC for life.
0: Gilmore guy. Great I'm podcast, an OC.
1: Yeah. Someone this weekend saw that it was on my listing, so they I showed them like what podcast I was because they were curious and I was like, Oh, here you go. And they were like, is that say Gilmore Guys? I'm like, Yeah. <laughs> it's fantastic. Love it. Maybe we could talk about it sometime. <laughs> I'd love to get them on the podcast and just really nerd out for an hour on uh, Gilmore Girls because you know, that show is just it's delightful. I feel great. It gets me in the mood for fall. It's a great fall show. Everything. like oh. every day in uh Stars Hollow, Connecticut. It's, uh, it's a beautiful day. Leaves falling. Changing color. Great coffee. You know. Luke's Diner. It's a nice place. I wish it was a real thing.
0: Well. Like the Sopranos. It's not Chase. So I'm just going to ruin all your hopes <laughs> and dreams. That.
1: That was. That was. I mean. I still haven't recovered from the Sopranos stuff
0: with you. I mean. I just i did not know but that's just mm-hmm. and
1: you're whatever you're piling it on yourself by like bringing it back up because that's i don't okay. want to do that to you jordan i don't want people to remember that you thought it was <laughs> a true story I, I don't want that to be a thing that sticks with you the rest it of is the what
0: ever. it is it's fine it's okay i'll own it um and i'll just remember that just like this girl in third grade ruined my santa claus you know wait what realization this, this, this girl in third elementary? grade <laughs> no, I actually went to Killian Hill Christian School. Right, but okay. but a third grade classmate ruined my Santa Claus, just like you ruined my Sopranos. So you'll he be remembered Santa forever. Claus?
1: Like, uh, what does that even mean?
0: Like, she told me Santa Claus wasn't real. Oh, third grade? Yeah, hmm. I went a long time. I made it a long time. I think I was. Uh, I think I went longer.
1: I want to say fourth or fifth.
0: Really? You made it. A, no, not at all. I think that that is like you were like untouched. And I love that. I feel like you must have ran into very good people in elementary school.
1: Maybe that's all it is. And you went to the Christian school.
0: Yeah, no, Killian Hell. <laughs>
1: <laughs> not a future sponsor of the Chase Thomas podcast, Killian Hill Christian Probably no. not. No. I'm sure they would definitely have a sense of humor about Killian Hell. Um, I would
0: I would hope so. Yeah, they created sure. a great one out of me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: I think I found out there was no Santa when I... I think I hid behind our living room one morning. And, and you were
0: very upset, weren't you?
1: I don't think so. I think it was just more of really? like a... I knew it. It was one of those like, I feel better. <laughs> I thought I was losing it. It was like one of those confirmations that like, I'm not crazy.
0: Like, this man does not fit down our, you know, our... um Chimneys, you know, right. It's he's not traveling to every house. I mean, it was no, that's okay. That's done
1: that. how like, I felt. I'm a curious person, I have an inquiring mind, Jordan. So, like, when I tried a dog treat for the first time, it wasn't because I wanted a dog treat, it was because I was just kind of confused as to like what separated dog treat from a normal NutriGram bar because they look basically the same to me. Maybe not a NutriGram, exactly. bar, but like some like kind of protein bar. And I was like, you know, it's- can this really be that different? It's it's not good. It's not terrible, but it's not like That's one of those okay. things. I don't know. It can't be worse than. I like, understand. I I don't know. It can't be worse than. Some I those, tricked like, my cousin. Things.
0: Okay. I tricked my cousin into eating bird poop when I said it was a marshmallow. <laughs> <laughs> so you know my cousin Tyler. I do. I yeah, do. Tyler. He ate bird poop. Oh, so
1: wow. hope he's not listening to the yeah. podcast. Um. <laughs>
0: secret's out. Oh, no. What
1: was the worst thing you did to your sister? What was the worst trick you put on
0: your um, sister? I don't know. I think, like, I think, like, we, like, put ketchup, like, I squirted ketchup in her face, like, one time when she got me angry.
1: That's just mean. That's not a trick, Jordan. That's just you being no, mean. No,
0: she, like, went after me, and so I squirted ketchup in her face to stop her. Hmm. You know?
1: I don't think my brother... I think that's I don't all. Like I've ever... I don't think anything... We've had a very cordial really relationship yeah
0: i think mean, for the most part casey and i have so mm-hmm. shout out to casey if you're listening i'm glad you pr-
1: pronounced her name because i remember saying like i didn't it, it isn't it spelled like cassie
0: well it's c-a-s-e-y
1: okay Maybe
0: that's so it could be it could be like whatever you know tomato tomato mm-hmm. that's fair um you know?
1: like Chasse. like some days i want to go cha i think
0: like jordan taylor there you you go. exactly
1: i think that's what we should go by this podcast now chasse and jordan Jordan
0: taylor Taylor and chasse
1: (laughs) just like your guy lavishka chanel oh my guy
0: Woo, the russian
1: masterpiece
0: he went off Mm -hmm. and you know who else went off steven montez
1: he's the colorado is like the worst undefeated team of like the last seven years
0: Oh, you take that back. No, they're just the Buffaloes. Not
1: good. I hate are that great like so Colorado I would love if they were like three and three right now. Where it's like they're a sneaky fun team to watch where you're like, look, this team is not good. They would get blown off the face of the earth by like twenty seven other teams in College football right.
0: Well, now. you're about to be the Pac twelve south favorite, baby, this next week, so Okay. Sure. Get over it.
1: Like they're it's a good story because I think people were down on them going into this year. A lot of people had like five and seven They'd be lucky to make a bowl game, and they're going to be like bowl eligible. uh, Oh, yeah, next
0: week they're going to (laughs) be bowl eligible next week, so no
1: problem. Go Buffs! Great Buffalo mascot, though. Love the Buffalo.
0: My father and my mother actually went to the Georgia Colorado game a couple years back, and they were sitting like that.
1: My father and my mother, not (laughs) my parents. Why did you do? (laughs)
0: <laughs> well because i think i'm i was about to say my dad well my father my dad was just up here Hold and he showed on, me Te-Lan a video and her father and her him. mother <laughs> you got me in my uh element chase i feel like i'm like uh european or some sort you're just a lot closer than i remember uh you know pinky up mm-hmm. as i drink my uh fake cores light
1: fake cores light
0: well, I mean, I'm not allowed to say anything other than Coors light on the podcast because oh, we're course light
1: people here. Always thinking ahead. I appreciate that.
0: <laughs> Only for you.
1: And you're also as I take a sip oh, of my okay. beer. To know if you're eating, doing whatever. Okay, <laughs> just more distractions in the podcast.
0: No problem. Um, yeah. So I don't even know what we were talking about, your but Coors light, and your baby. Were doing oh something
1: yeah about Colorado.
0: No, they were at the Colorado game a couple years back, and oh, they were talking is. about the bison. Like the bison actually or the buffalo. Mm. The buffalo, excuse me buffalo ran by them and they have a video this amazing video of the buffalo charging at them it was a cool they my dad has been to a lot of college football games uh he's been to utah usc just across the country and um he said that that was one of the coolest experiences ever in college football that he's experienced was the buffalo running into the stadium
1: hmm. i can see that
0: yeah so
1: what are they what just do you a think side note about like those animals when they go like are they like kind it's of scary it's got to be weird, right? Like just hearing scary. all noise <laughs> around you, not really understanding what's going on. I mean, I'm sure no. they are not that smart. So they don't really think this much about it, but it's it's a weird thing.
0: Anim- animals are smarter than you think, Chase.
1: Sure. Okay. I mean, I love my dog, but I
0: mean. No, I know. I just, I feel like that would be overwhelming, right. you know, for yeah. anything. I mean, that's like 90,000 people yelling at you.
1: It's their moment. I don't know.
0: If... Yeah.
1: They do nothing. For a good solid uh, six days. And then one day they get uh, hyped up and they run really fast for 25 yards or whatever it is. And then that's it.
0: All right. And those people that that sit by the buffalo when they do that, they run it just as fast as the buffalo. Mm -hmm. It's insane.
1: Do you think they put that on like their dating profile? Like as their job. <laughs> I'm the,
0: I'm the Buffalo runner. All right.
1: Like, what do you say to that? Do you, do you swipe right to anyone? Oh, like,
0: absolutely. That's like impressive. If you haven't seen the people that run with the Buffalo, go and watch a video of it. I'm sure it's on YouTube. Okay. It's like, I and mean, it's would believe you. you know, I don't think if like, you met
1: someone like in public, <laughs> and it's just like, what do you do for a living? Oh, I run with the Buffalo on Saturdays. So I run with the a Buffalo. Uh-huh. They're like, I don't think that's a real I'd thing. Be like,
0: Ooh, baby. Yeah. Sure. You run with Buffalo. Okay. So hot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, learning
1: a lot. Um, Miller should be worried, right?
0: Yeah, she's really worried.
1: Yeah. Um, all right. Are you ready to pick this week?
0: Let's do it. Okay.
1: Texas Tech, Thursday night at TCU.
0: Mm, that's a good game. I like that. Uh, oh, I don't know. I just feel like Gary Patterson's team is falling apart on him a little bit. I just don't know how much like
1: it feels like they're oh and six.
0: Yeah, that's that's what I mean. I just like how much momentum do they have going into this game versus Texas Tech, who I feel like has played maybe just as good of a season or maybe worse of a season than TCU. But I feel like they have the better opportunity. Is
1: Alan Bowen cleared? Is he playing?
0: I don't know. That I don't know. And that's a big question mark. They're wearing all white uniforms
1: and like doing a throwback to the 70s. I saw that. Give me Texas That's
0: Tech wh- here. I, okay, so Alan Bowman is expected to play Thursday. Yeah,
1: give me Texas Tech here.
0: Yeah, I'm going Texas Tech too. They, their offense is just hard to stop. And I, I don't think that Tex or TCU's offense can even keep up with what they're able to put out.
1: Friday night, Arizona coming off a big win against Cal. Kevin Sumlin getting everything back on track like I always expected that you <laughs> just disregarded
0: and disrespected. Khalil Tate's running.
1: And who and also is the craziest playing college football last week.
0: I didn't see it. Okay, so it's
1: like the antithesis of what Auburn did, which is Auburn fumbled into the end zone and cost himself right. a touchdown. Arizona fumbled forward, but another Arizona player picked it up after an interception. So Arizona picked up the pass, ran down the left side of the field, fumbled forward and another Arizona corner, I think, picked it up and ran it in on the fly.
0: Hmm. So good teamwork over there. Right. So once again, it's not Khalil Tate. It's the defense.
1: All that to say, Utah is winning here.
0: <laughs> Utah is winning. I'm picking Utah. It, and it's at Utah. So I don't think Kevin Sumlin wins on the road. Sorry, Chaser.
1: Minnesota. P.J. Fleckmania. Mania. P.J.
0: Fleck.
1: At Ohio State. I love P.J. To Urban Meyer this week described Minnesota's defense that gave up uh, 45 points or whatever it was to Iowa this past weekend. Um, a good defense. So I don't know if that's like him doing a Sabanism where it's just saying things that he knows are not true just to motivate his no. team. Um,
0: yeah. No, that's exactly what it is.
1: Yeah. So um, I think Ohio State's... Uh, you're not going to believe this, Jordan. I think they're winning here. No, I think they're winning big.
0: You think Minnesota? No, Ohio State. Ohio State. Oh, Ohio State. Absolutely. Ohio State's winning massive. It's not going to even be close. It's going to be out of touch with even the third quarter.
1: We'll say. A little concerned about the Ohio State secondary right now. It's officially time to get nervous about that defense. But
0: Well, well it's always been a question mark. Peyton Ramsey for Indiana acted like Trace sorely throwing for 322 yards. Can people so.
1: stop getting worried
0: about Ohio State in the first half?
1: Just move on.
0: I, but here's the thing when you're playing a good team, which really the only good team that they played in Penn state is that's the only team they played. You cannot start slow. That's you're not going to win ball games in the college football playoff when you start slow against Alabama or against,
1: I think Dwayne Haskins is good the, enough to do it. He's on pace for like an insane amount of touchdown passes. I forgot what it was. I don't have it in front of me, but it's, it's pretty ridiculous um, what he's doing in the second half, especially. So
0: I'm just not well, worried. He, But he can do as much as he want to do. But if the defense is giving up 31 points to Oregon State, who has one win, they gave up the long...
1: Put some respect (sighs) on Jonathan Smith and Mike (laughs) Riley, putting that offense back, the best one in 16. I
0: understand. Well, they are the best one in 16, but the point is they put up 31 points against them. And then TCU's running back had the longest run in program history against them. And then not only that, it was the longest catch in program history. It's literally been like defeat after defeat after defeat for that defense when it comes to just statistics now I know like in the end of the day like what is what is that going to be when it's when it's a win you know when Dwayne Haskins does rise above the challenge but Dwayne Haskins can only do so much
1: Florida coming off a big win against LSU who do we not talk about because uh not going to talk about the LSU Tigers anymore on this podcast they are relevant again thankfully unfortunately we still have to talk about them later because they're playing team you're very familiar with but a team you're more familiar with and a bigger fan of play host to the florida gators this weekend vanderbilt commodores you're vanderbilt commodores
0: i am i'm a i i might have tweeted out go dog stores this weekend okay i love Derek mason he's one of the most underrated coaches in the country he just needs to have a little bit more of a defensive depth in his lineup and he needs a quarterback that can actually run the ball that's what you need in the SEC. So I'm going to go with Florida because Florida's trending upwards. Um, I like the way that Dan Mullen's defense is playing. I mean, it's one of the best defenses. I will say that when everybody is Todd in Grantham's healthy defense, Jordan, Todd Grantham,
1: I no. am mm-hmm, nope.
0: not giving him a lick of consideration for this success. Giving it all to defense, my man, Mr. Dan Pauline, Mullen
1: on the edge. Mm-hmm
0: now and if it's going to be a Todd Grantham defense it's going to be okay maybe for the first half of the season and then when it really comes down to an important third down play it's going to all just crumble in front of his face because that's Todd Grantham
1: okay well I have Florida here and I think you did too so <laughs> next up a game that I'm going to watch and I'm going to hate every second of it Tennessee at Auburn and Auburn's going oh, to win it's just going to be throw hard. up
0: it may be one of the ugliest games it may be like Baltimore Cleveland Mm. like one of those ugly just I mean you're just sitting there sort of just wanting to throw up in your own mouth it's going to be so gross but I definitely don't see Tennessee winning because it's Tennessee and Jeremy Pruitt's definitely going to kick a few whiteboards so
1: Duke Daniel Jones and the Duke Blue Devils on the road against a Georgia Tech team that uh, dropped like a thousand points on Louisville this past uh, Friday Um, (laughs)
0: Georgia Tech yeah What, what do you think you have duke i have georgia tech okay this is all the makings just...
1: of an over exaggeration as to who georgia tech is because paul johnson really hates brian van gorder and made it a point to um destroy brian van gorder on friday
0: why oh georgia like, what?
1: Dude, just look up um brian van gorder and uh paul johnson there is an oral history on the hate really those two. yes mm. um so yeah all made right a point to run up the score on uh Louisville this past week but um yeah I think Daniel Jones is really good I think he's one of the six best quarterbacks in college football and I think um Duke's Duke's pretty good this year so I'm not going to overreact to their one loss which I believe was to Virginia Tech I want to say it was Yeah. yeah um I'm just not worried about them so I think they win here especially to get up because I don't think Georgia Tech is a good team from behind so if Daniel Jones is moving early Cutcliffe's guys start off hot
0: I think this will be fine um Pitt At Notre Dame. Ooh. Definitely go in Notre Dame, but Pitt's Pitt's a better team than you actually think that they are.
1: Pitt sucks, and they're going to (laughs) lose to Notre Dame by a significant margin here. Pat Narduzzi. Last year, Pat Narduzzi in uh, Pittsburgh.
0: I um, think Pitt's a little bit better than what you're telling me, but, you know, I'm uh, definitely (laughs) saying Pitt's losing, um, but I think that they'll score maybe a, touchdown and a field goal Mm, I'm already sweating in my LSU I I, really okay here's my thing it makes me a little nervous Mm -hmm. because Georgia lost another offensive lineman which means another freshman's gonna have to fill the void in that uh uh, no Lamont Galliard's gonna be back it's gonna be Solomon Kenley who is the left guard um, so Trey Hill is going to be filling his spot, which Trey Hill is the one that played for um, Lamont Galliard in the uh, game last week against Fandy when he went out. So he has, he, he was a five-star recruit. So it's not a huge issue. That just makes me a little nervous because running the ball is essential to being able to pass the ball for Georgia. Um, but, you know, with the five different rotations of offensive line for LSU, It obviously didn't work against Florida. so And they lost their best um, offensive lineman. He's going to be out again. It's the second straight week he's going to be out. So they're going to be without their best offensive lineman. And they're coming off a big loss in the swamp. And although it is in Death Valley, it's an early kick time. So I think that Georgia wins.
1: Okay. It was nice of, uh, you know, Jim God, to, uh,
0: it's been forever the give the man the ball what a 75 yard pass that was so that was a dime a dime that was top of the line
1: mm. it was <laughs> uh i'll just pretend you didn't do that but um it was definitely not Jarrett stidham to darius slayton-esque no it was better washington at oregon Oregon coming that's off of my a brutal other, bye week.
0: That's my other big game. I'm going to Oregon.
1: <sighs> this was tough. I think this was the most difficult pick of the week for me.
0: I mean, this is a big, this is a big game. This is basically the Pac-12's last stand
1: right here. The last time this game happened in Oregon, um, it was a Mark Helfrich year and, uh, this was the beginning of the end for Mark at Oregon, because Washington like beat them like a billion to fourteen, and <sighs> I have Washington here, but I think it's close.
0: So you're going to Washington? You believe in Jake Browning?
1: I do, and I think Chris Peterson's just—I'm not betting against Chris Peterson against Mario Cristobal.
0: Can't. I just it. like Justin Herbert. I think his stock's rising. I do, but I just—I just, I just like—I mean, I like the way that they played the game before the buy. And
1: I can't go against the Huskies right now. Um, I am I think they're playing better.
0: I think they're going to live up to the hype of being overrated.
1: Okay. Michigan state at Penn state.
0: Oh, Penn state. I mean, by like what? 40. No,
1: I think Penn state by like a late field goal. Ye- Have you been, I'm telling you, this is what the big 10 does. Well, These then your teams that like <laughs> Michigan state losing at home to, uh, um, Northwest yeah. this past weekend to then go on the road and be up against Penn State for the majority of the game is very Mark D'Antonio-esque. Uh, so I think that's what's happening. Trace here. McSorley will not really let
0: close. that happen. Yeah. Trace McSorley will not let that happen, Chase. So it's definitely going to be by 30 because Penn State's going to want to make their statement known. After losing to Ohio State, which was only a one-point game, they should be in consideration for the college football playoff. And I think they're going to put up so many points on. I I just, I just feel like it's going to be a bad beat down because Michigan state's team is
1: 1713 Penn state. Um, We'll see Texas at home against Baylor sneaky, good quarterback Baylor.
0: Yeah. I like that game. It's going to be a shootout. Yeah, it's going to be definitely high scoring, but I like the way that Texas defense is playing right now. I mean, that's a nasty. That reminds me of like a Houston defensive style of type of football that when Tom Herman was back over there, like with at Oliver, he's making these guys play to this level that I haven't seen Texas football play. So I just don't know. I don't know. You still think it's going to be I think high Texas scoring? Here, but I think it's going to be close. Yeah, definitely Texas.
1: UCF at Memphis. This is where it ends. Memphis winning at home against UCF, McKenzie Milton, Josh Heupel, It all comes crashing down. Goes
0: down. I can I can jump on board for that game. I like Memphis. Memphis is always gonna give you a tough game, and UCF is due for a loss. Eighteen games in a row and you've played no one. So
1: does that include Auburn in that, Jack?
0: Well, look at where Auburn's is now and you tell me.
1: Okay. Texas A&M at South Carolina. Game I will not be watching a second of and I would encourage everybody to stay away. What are
0: you talking it's about? It's going to
1: be awful. Oh my god. Mike Elko's defense versus Will Muschamp's defenses. I I'm, I'm I'm good, Jordan. I'm good. This is going to be 13 to 10, Texas A&M. Well,
0: the real question is is Jake Bentley back in the lineup? Should he be back in the lineup after their other quarterback won them the game against Mizzou?
1: Should he? Probably not. Probably so, not. Yes. Yes.
0: So I'm going Texas A&M with that.
1: Missouri at Alabama.
0: Um. What's the, like, Alabama by 70?
1: Drew Locke, does he get, like, how many garbage time touchdowns does he get in this game? Because <laughs> Alabama's secondary is low-key trash, too. So I, I think they're going to drop, like, 45. I think this might be a 73 to 45 game.
0: 73 to 45. <laughs> I could see that. I can see that, definitely. Um, but the problem is I I really don't. I think Drew Locke is going to be emotionally beat down after this loss against South Carolina because that was not supposed to happen.
1: Rain changes everything. Maybe.
0: Um, Miami
1: at Virginia. Ten seconds or less because that's all this Miami and Virginia te-
0: uh, teams. Um, I'm going to go with Virginia because Mark Rick will lose a game he's not supposed to. So
1: He already did that. LSU.
0: Right. Another one. He's Mark.
1: Oh, okay. Wow. Um, I have Miami here. West Virginia at Iowa State.
0: Talked a little bit about it earlier. I I, I think West Virginia has a really big chance of losing this game.
1: I think they're going to come back strong after a dumb week against uh, Kansas at home. I think they, they show some moxie and went on the road here convincingly at Iowa State.
0: I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I think Will Greer has a couple more interceptions than in him
1: ucla at cal
0: ucla almost did it dorian thompson robinson i think they get their first win with coach chip kelly i do
1: all right we're in agreement ucla justin wilcox the slide continues for that weirdly bad cal offense with bo baldwin um let's see oh virginia tech at north carolina
0: Oh, North Carolina's... Big
1: game for Virginia Tech. Yeah. They can't stumble anymore. No, but... I think they have to blow them out. Yeah,
0: North Carolina's not winning at all. Zero percent.
1: Hawaii at BYU.
0: Hawaii goes
1: in. The return of Cole McDonald Mm -hmm. and a BYU team that sucks again. (laughs) Back-to-back bad stink bombs. A Utah State loss. Jeff Grimes, not the best offensive coordinator in college football that people were overreacting to because he beat Wisconsin on the road turns out the lsu stink travels wherever you go mr grimes if you're an offensive mind and you leave lsu but you're at lsu it just it stays with you for a little bit
0: stinky hawaii hawaii they win no hawaii McDonald's
1: gonna be in a lot of pain like byu's defense is legit and it's gonna be painful protect
0: cole mcdonald yeah but cole mcdonald's gonna rise to challenge He's the snubbed, snubbed Heisman. Anyways, go on. There Ole Miss. Go.
1: At Arkansas.
0: Who uh, Speaking of ugly, um, Ole Miss. I think it just gets worse. I think it gets worse for Chad Morris.
1: One in six, Arkansas. Who would have thought? Um, Colorado at USC.
0: Colorado, baby. I got my Russian and I got my quarterback, so I'm happy montez i couldn't
1: think of anything for montez
0: (laughs) i couldn't i i I paused i tried to came up with like the the soaring buffalo but that you know didn't really work out so uh, i got my russian and steven montez so i'm happy Buffalo's all the way
1: usc wins here and talks people back into clay hilton being the right guy you
0: are a colorado hater just they're like, not that good. Just like just you hate this the, is the game
1: they lose On the road, USC's more talented. USC's talent not is
0: talented. There. Oh,
1: that's not their issue. USC's talent is there. They just don't rise to the challenge. They, they should always be better than what they show with Clay Helton, um, coach teams. They just they have the talent. Like this is all the makings of a big JT Daniels freshman win. They're winning at home here. Give me USC. Um, last game, Wisconsin. At Michigan, Michigan, who's kind of like fallen by the wayside? They're a one-loss team that no one talks about anymore. They lost a very close game to Notre Dame. Um, you know, Shea Patterson looks better. He looks
0: better. Better is you know? a good way. A good yeah.
1: secondary. You know, Michigan's there. Like they are. <sighs> I just they are in position still to be a playoff team if they beat Ohio State. Like if they keep going at the pace that they're at, they could still. Jump back into that conversation.
0: I mean, you're right. Looking at, looking at their wins, I mean, they're all convincing wins. Besides that Notre Dame loss, which was close, they could have also won that game. I mean, Michigan hasn't. I don't know why they're so unappetizing when I like think about Michigan this year. I think I've watched a couple games, and it's just like it. it's ugly. I mean, Shea Patterson hasn't had the type of year I thought he would have.
1: I think it's just more of like it feels inevitable that they're going 10-2. It's just, it's kind of sad for Jim Harbaugh that like people are taking this for granted now, but I think he's just not Ohio State or Clemson or anybody else, but he's also like just, he's not average enough. He's not having like a Brady Hoke meltdown. He's, it's just, he's a solid A minus at yeah. Michigan,
0: mm-hmm. which is so not, not, interesting. yeah, I mean, I guess that's, and that's not what you want for Michigan. You hired Jim Harbaugh to take you to a championship. Maybe one day
1: but it's just, he's not there yet. He's a solid A minus. Um, last thing, a new thing that we're going to be doing every week on this podcast, because we both went to the juggernaut high school of the late. nineties. Da- so to preface with all of this, this is good. We need a name for this segment. Jordan, you're great at branding. What should we call this?
0: Um, what we don't know about high school football in Georgia.
1: Okay. It's a mouthful. But we can work on it. That's great. Um, you know, our alma mater, Jordan. Apparently undefeated.
0: It's just it's in it's in our blood. Six and oh.
1: is back. Texas is back. Partview is back. I mean great times for teams that wear orange.
0: Absolutely.
1: Berkmar at home. Who do you have? The Patriots for the green flag.
0: For the green flag. It's uh it's uh Quavo versus Parkview so I'm going Parkview all the way just like it was back in the day we defeated Migos and all of their crew and here we are Parkview comes was out Jeff on top
1: Ancor and Quavo gonna make an appearance this no
0: and they did not play at the same time Quavo was the quarterback when we were in high school mm-hmm. um, me feel old. yeah well also he's the same age as us so I mean he's just like making like billions now
1: can you imagine how much better Parkview football would have been in our high school days, if Quavo was our quarterback instead of, I don't remember who our quarterback was. Yeah,
0: I'm blanking. Um, uh, no, mm, oh, Rayton? I, no. especially with was Quavo. Yeah, no, Quavo. Yes, uh, he was the guy that was putting it down. It was he Matt, was actually,
1: no? I'm pretty sure that Quavo
0: remember. led Gwinnett or like our region in passing yards. I'm. Pr- I, I. I would put my hand on the Bible and say that I'm trying not to make this up uh but i'm pretty sure he led back in the day cuevo was the region seven at the time passing leader
1: okay jordan sounds really cool here when she's talking about Quavo, but just i to love be clear, I'm gonna peel behind the curtain a little bit on this podcast i like uh, jordan
0: <sighs> this was
1: before we got started said What was it, Jordan, about Migos? I
0: said Migos was from Berkmar, but they are from Berkmar. Offset, Takeoff, and Quavo are all from Berkmar. Mm. So that was just me not having any beer in my system yet, chaser.
1: Okay. Brookwood, five and one. A team you're very familiar with. On the road at Central Gwinnett. Yeah. Central Gwinnett's three and four. Not the Central Gwinnett of Old.
0: Yeah, but neither is Brookwood of old either. But I'm still going with the Brookwood win. Uh just because it's B Wood. How dare you? Um, but yeah, the
1: You always were like a mutual Parkview Brookwood person.
0: I had more friends at Brookwood than I had at Parkview yeah yeah
1: you were just like a. I cheered at brookwood you, you were a double agent
0: Jordan. i was i was that's why i always talk to my tv and tell the cia and fbi that like i would be a great secret agent but as uh, to this point i haven't gotten a call so you know
1: jordan i don't want to burst your bubble but you would be one of the worst secret agents. i think i would be
0: great because i can adapt to many situations and make people feel very at home
1: but you would also reveal that you're a secret agent very early on in the process. That's
0: probably true too. I, I don't keep secrets very well.
1: No. Um Roswell at home, five and one against the Lassiter team. One and five.
0: What Lassiter? What Lassiter. Lassiter's yeah. one and five. Not good. Um, well, obviously Lasseter is not winning, and I'm confused of I mean, maybe times are different. I mean, Parfey's back to being undefeated, but Lasseter's always been a tough a tough game i don't know what happened
1: <laughs> mill creek four and three they became a powerhouse after we left i think and like they're a, like i feel like a giant school like if you look at their population it's they are weirdly big but uh they're playing a Gwinnett team called discovery now do
0: you know what that is what
1: there's a new high <laughs> school called discovery
0: um i know of archer yeah. I, I don't know of Discovery. Where's Discovery High School? I, mean, I have no idea. I, they are the Titans. D- well, I like their mascot.
1: Discovery. What a weird name for I
0: know. I feel like it's like a
1: feels like a con yeah I, like one of those colleges where it's like you go to online at uh, like you see the google sponsored <laughs> ad discovery online program I, you're just like there's no way this is legit
0: maybe it's like a bunch of guys that are like 31 years old that came back to get their geds and are playing high school that football. fair is
1: it like a longest yard situation <laughs> i don't,
0: i don't know i don't know i've never heard of discovery i mean i'm very sorry for anybody that goes to discovery i just i'm like 10 oh, it sounds crazy we're almost 10 year 10 years removed from high school but you know sorry i don't who names their high school discovery i don't know
1: i'm very excited about throwing this one out here Mm. walton undefeated at home against etowah
0: the east Cobb snobs versus etowah gotta go with (laughs) etowah all the way i mean who likes walton anyways i mean they're just i just i don't really
1: hate Walton. i just it was the biggest surprise Before recording here is just knowing your feelings towards. I think
0: it's just because I know a lot of Walton people. Maybe that's what turns me off. I I don't know. Really, that's probably a blessing. Um, fire! It's coming out my mouth as I speak. No, I just uh, Etowah. I remember also losing at Etowah too in Hmm. high school in playoffs. So I mean, you know, you both beat us in high school. So I'm going with Etowah because I like your colors better.
1: Peachtree Ridge, zero seven. What?
0: What happened? Times
1: are changing, Jordan. When Part B rises, somebody must fall. Well, and Peachtree Ridge apparently was that team. See you.
0: Bye. Did they it's lose a head coach 0-7. or something? Like what? I mean, I have
1: no idea. It's, but it's it's not great, right? Zero
0: seven. Didn't they have one of the first ties ever in the state of Georgia for like a high school? Sp- sp- yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm
1: pretty sure. The last Peachtree Ridge that I know of is that uh, Cameron Hayward went there. That is the thing I know.
0: That is. And he is best friends with one of my best friend's boyfriend.
1: Interesting. See, everything's connected.
0: All the world is all connected.
1: Last one. Camden County, six and one on the road against our Colquitt County Packers.
0: It's the corn eaters versus the apple eaters. They put stuff, thing? Uh, no, Wait, what? no, it's not at all. I just made that up. Oh, it's okay. just both teams have these guys that are like six, seven, three hundred and fifty 350 pounds, and they're going to go. Harvey used to be that
1: in the early 2000s, like Zed McKenzie and everybody, they used to be big.
0: Uh, they used to be big. Yeah. Now I don't, it's something that they have all in their the water. Trees.
1: I don't know. Who knows? But Rush
0: Probst, if you don't already know. He's from Hoover, Mr. right? High. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He had a bunch of scandals following him down there, didn't he? I mean, I think he
1: had multiple families.
0: Yeah, I I think that's what it was. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what was going on. Those stories always
1: blow my mind. Like, I just, I can't even imagine having one family to keep an eye on. I can't
0: imagine having more than one boyfriend. So I, you know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I just, the idea of being able to compartmentalize two families, I I just, I don't know. It's fascinating to me. But um. Yeah, that instead of like another two a days, let's just do a deep dive on like a Netflix special on. Has-
0: I would I how love that. that. I would like sit there for hours and watch that. That's like right up my alley.
1: I have Colquitt here, the Packers, who have a like a wild boar mascot, and they're the Packers. Never understood that one either.
0: Well, like I said, Mister Auburn man, we're not going to get into confusing mascots.
1: There's nothing confusing about a war eagle and a tiger. You've been.
0: Over You're there. right. Two different animals. One flies. One runs. It's totally cool
1: very cool i enjoyed this I, we're doing this all the this time. is
0: therapy for me i really appreciate it it's like every monday i could just get out all of my anger my thoughts everything i appreciate it
1: yeah well we can find you on twitter at jordan DiArman, and you can listen to this podcast on itunes spotify soundcloud everything chase thomas com. jordan what should people do if they are listening on itunes
0: they should go and subscribe and like the podcast. That would be the right thing to do.
1: Would you recommend leaving a rating and a review?
0: Always. If you don't leave a rating and a review, that's like not tipping your Uber driver. Rude.
1: It's 100% the same thing. Yep.
0: Rude. I don't think I had tipped my Uber driver. Well, you better.
1: <laughs> I have to go back and think about this because I haven't used one in a while. But They like, rate you. Th- they rate
0: you, so just know that.
1: Which seems weird to me. I know, it's it's a
0: little weird. I got a bad rating one time. I was very offended.
1: That's not surprising at all, actually. You seem like a suspect Uber passenger.
0: I might drop the mic right now. You
1: seem like someone that would like control the auxiliary. Cord,
0: no, right? I'm like the type of person where if my Uber driver has their window down and I'm freezing and it's, <clears throat> excuse me, raining, I'm going to tell him that it's OK. Whatever makes him happy. That's
1: oh, so- no, I'm telling him to roll that <laughs> up. Are you kidding? I tell people like in the car, like, it doesn't matter who you so are. That's Keep why I'm so offended.
0: I'm so offended by my bad ranking or my bad ranking. I
1: hate windows down in cars. Hate it. Why do people do that? It's like camping. I know. I don't like it either. We admitted the car. We're not riding a bicycle because I don't want the wind in my face. If I wanted the wind in my face, I would ride a bike. I would walk.
0: Well, I agree with you. But when I'm in their car and they can rate me, I'm just going to go with the flow. So just remember, your Uber driver or Lyft driver can rate you. Just like we can rate you. Not really. But go and (laughs) and like and and rate the podcast.
1: The point is rate and review. Yes. Give us... Five stars, all of those things. That's what they should do. And then listen to Jordan on the radio in Chicago.
0: That's what you should do. Jordan DiArman. Thank you, Chase. All right. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns.